You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I have Janice Torres Rodriguez on the line. I'm super excited because I'm a follower on Twitter and I love the stuff that she's putting out. She runs the Yokiero Dinero podcast and it's an award-winning personal finance podcast for Latinas and people of color. But Janice is a Latina money expert, educator, speaker, writer, and business coach. She became an accidental entrepreneur, like a lot of us, um, <laughs> after a job loss led her to create a successful Latin food blog called Delish Delights. Now she helps her clients and listeners build successful online businesses that allow them to pursue financial independence and freedom. So thank you so much, Janice, for coming on the show today. Tiffany, thanks so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. So I just want to hop right in because, you know, a lot of people can resonate with that accidental entrepreneur story. So I kind of wanted to jump right into there. Like what happened and what caused you to say, you know what, I'm going to create a food blog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When I think about the journey, it's definitely not been linear. And so I want folks to know that you don't necessarily need to have a plan. You know, you don't need to have that 10 year plan that they're always asking you in corporate America. Uh, You could really just take, you know, things one day at a time and just really let kind of the universe speak to you as far as what you should be doing. So I was not planning to be an entrepreneur. I went to school originally for medical. Yeah, I was going to go to medical school. So I was pre-med and I was going to follow in my father's footsteps. You know, my dad is an engineer. So I figured if I don't go to med school, I'll be an engineer. One of those two. I'm going to set myself up to have one of these career paths because as a first gen Latina, what options do you have? It's like you be a doctor, lawyer, an engineer. Those are the three options. Okay. So <laughs> I uh, I originally intended to become a doctor, but junior year of college, I was like, eh, this is, I, I'm, I'm already done with school. I cannot do this for another, you know, four plus years, get into hundreds of thousands of dollars more of debt. So I'm just going to graduate with my bachelor's degree in biology and go and work in the pharmaceutical industry. I lived in New Jersey at the time. And so that industry is really big out there. And so I didn't have a I didn't have trouble finding a job and a well-paying job, but I hated it from like day one. (laughs) So I was like, wait a minute, you don't, you mean that money does not equal happiness? Like, what are you talking about? This is not what I was told. I was told, get a job, get a good salary, get the pension, get the 401k and work till you're 65. And like, that's the American dream. And I was about 27 years old when I realized like, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. Corporate America is not for me. I cannot deal with the micromanagement. I cannot deal with the microaggressions, especially being a Latina in a very white male dominated space. It just always felt like I could not be myself. I could not show up as myself. I had to box myself into a very specific version to fit into the culture. And so when I started my food blog, I was 27, newly married, feeling like that existential quarter life crisis. What am I doing with my life? And I wanted to just have something that was completely different than what I was doing for my career. I'm like, how can I get back in touch with the creative side of myself? How can I get in touch with the the side of me that is fully authentic and I thought of food as the initial start to like rediscover my voice and and who I was at the core, because that's the way that my family 
grew up. Like we were always throwing parties. It's all about the food, the music, the culture, you know, the community. It's all around the kitchen. And so when I leaned into, you know, what do you actually like to do outside of work and titles and getting degrees and stuff? It was really like, I just like being in the kitchen. Like that's my spot. And so that's where it started. I I started the food blog as really much as just creative outlet to find another identity. And from there, I kind of just began to discover the world of online entrepreneurship that I did not even know existed. And so that's why I say, you know, this was not part of the plan, but it happened. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you said so many gems in there. So let's just backtrack a little bit because I just want to hit on like the whole American dream, you know, go to school, you know, this, that, and the other. And I have fell into the same, you know, kind of belief that I was like, okay. I see your degrees back there, girl. I I fell into the same thing. I was like, okay, I have to go to school. I have to get a job in corporate. I have to do this. I have to do that. And don't get me wrong. It served its purpose. It definitely taught me a lot. And I learned a lot skills. But like you, I was sitting there like, hmm, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if this is really me. Um, so what I found myself doing similar to you um, was I would go work on Money Talk with Tiff. You know, I would go to work during the day. And then when I got home, it was like I would stay up till like one o'clock in the morning working on Money Talk with Tiff. And I just loved it. Like I had to pull myself off of the computer type thing. Yep. And I said, you know what, this is what I'm passionate about. It's not you know, going to work and sitting at a desk and all that stuff. And so it's, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up because I tell people all the time, tap into your passions mm-hmm. and I can guarantee you somebody will pay you for whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, no. And you know what I think happens to a lot of us as kids, we're told, you know, explore, be creative, be curious. And for some reason, that narrative changes as we become adults. It's like, You start being told things like, don't do the risky things, right? Do the safe thing. Do the thing that's going to make you a lot of money, even if it doesn't make you happy. And it's just like, it doesn't make sense. You know, like we have to get back in touch with what our bigger purpose is here, because you're going to spend the majority of your life working and you're going to do it doing something that makes you miserable just because it makes you money or because it gives you a 401k or because it just, it's a stable thing to do. It's like, yo, I don't want to look back at my life and be like, having regrets because I was worried about being safe versus being fulfilled. Yes, yes, that part. Because I feel like once you're fulfilled in something and you put all of your, because I'm big on energy. So when you put all your energy into something, um, I feel like it has no choice but to succeed. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So, okay, you started the food blog. You were like, okay, this is my happy place. And I just saw your post on Twitter actually this morning where it had like the breakdown of your years and how much you made. And there was a lot of zeros in there. So... Which I wanted to hit on, too, because, you know, people that might be tuning into you now are just now finding you, you know, they're catching kind of like this highlight reel, but, you know, they're not seeing what it took to get there. So, um, you know, if you can just go into that journey just a little bit, you know, how starting off as an entrepreneur, it's not always easy. It's never easy. And anyone that tries to tell you it is, is probably trying to sell you some snake oil that's going to help you, quote unquote, get there faster. Um, and I, you know, I think that's a problem with a lot of kind of the social media content. It, it is exactly that. It's highlight reels. And especially, you know, when we're talking about entrepreneurship and the coaching industry, like everybody shows the wins, but nobody shows the hard times, the times where you were doubting yourself and you were like, eh, this is, is this even worth it? Should I just give up? And I think it's just important to know, like, 
the average business is not profitable for two to three years. Okay. So like if you're in year one and you're still trying to figure out like, what's that offer? What's your marketing strategy? You know, what's going to be your price points? How do you connect with your customers? Like that's all part of this process. You're not going to start making money off a day on day one. And if you are like, you're a unicorn and congratulations, but that's not the reality for most of us. And I've always approached what now I realize were businesses from a place of passion, right? Like when I started my food blog, I had no idea you could turn a blog into a business. I just wanted a creative outlet. I wanted a place where I could come and cook my recipes, share them with people, you know, just like tap into the creative side of myself that I did not get to use in my corporate career. You know, as an engineer, I'm just very analytical and logical. And like, there's no room for creativity in that in that sense. Like, it's very proceduralized. And so this was just like an exercise in frustration to do something completely opposite. Now, what ended up happening is about six months after I started the blog, I was laid off and I got a severance package and basically like three months to figure out like what I wanted to do before hopping back into another job. So instead of rushing back into industry, I decided I'm going to take these three months and like focus in my energy on this little project that I started to see, you know, what is actually the potential here. So I took a class on food blogging, which was still relatively new as a business. And I realized, you know, wait a minute, there's people like quitting their jobs and like living digital nomad lifestyles because of what they're creating on these websites. You know, I discovered about things like brand sponsorships and affiliate marketing and display ads. And I was just like blown away that you could make money from an idea in your head and that people would care about it enough to pay you for it. And so once I knew that these strategies existed, I was able to then pursue them, right? I knew now, okay, so I need to step up my content to another level so that I can use my blog basically as a visual resume so that I could pitch to brands. And then, you know, the idea of affiliate marketing, I started with Amazon. Amazon has the ability to allow you to turn any product that they have on their website into an affiliate link. And so I started adding links to different ingredients and different tools that you could use in the kitchen for my recipes. And I started making money. Um, but it didn't happen for like two years. So I want folks to know like 2013, 2014, 2015, I didn't make any freaking money. And then as I really started to like hone in on the most high uh, return on investment activities, right? Like really refining my content, learning about things like SEO, putting together a media kit, then things started happening, right? And so in 2017, I had my first five-figure year. I made $10,000 and I was like, wait a minute, this is like, this is the type of money you have to report on your income taxes now. Like this is a business. <laughs> and from there, it things just started doubling. And then by 2019, you know, I had kind of found my space in this, you know, online entrepreneurship arena. And I wanted to learn more about how I could tie what I was doing with my side hustle into retiring early, because I heard about people, you know, who were doing blogs and things like that to and we're also part of the FIRE movement. And so the FIRE movement was introduced to me by Jamila Souffrant of the Journey to Launch podcast. And that for me was like, the spark that I needed to take a look at my overall personal finances and really align my business goals to my overall life goals, which was like, I want to quit my job and live financially independently and make money online. And so 2019 started the podcast, built that now into a multiple six figure brand. And so now I have two businesses for somebody who had no plan of being an entrepreneur at all. 
Right. Go figure. <laughs> that part. <Because laughs> <laughs> Our stories are pretty similar in that regard, too. Like mm-hmm. when I started this, it was just a blog to chronicle my journey to be debt free by 30. I was not expecting, I didn't even know that you could make money doing this. I was right. just like, let me just get information out. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I went to FinCon in 2019. And then all these people were talking about how they made money with their blogs and stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, you mean to tell me I've been doing this two years for free? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But it's very eye opening. And that brings up a couple of points, too. So one, um, you know, don't be fearful. Just do it, you know, Um, because at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. And then that that also leads into network with other people because then you realize or listen to podcasts, read blogs, because then you start opening up your mind to what's possible because there would be no, no way I would have found out from my circle or family, friends, anybody that this was possible because I'm literally the only one doing it. Um, So like you said, listening to Journey to Launch and you were like, Oh, so fire is a thing. Oh, okay. Let me go towards that. But like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So I'm grateful that, um, you know, there are creators out there putting out this type of content, which leads me into my next segue, because now you have a podcast and you kind of hit on it a little bit just now. But I just want to dive a little bit more into the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and what why did you start it and what it means to you? Yeah, so the podcast was definitely, again, me kind of following the breadcrumbs, if you will, of my passion. So by that point, I had heard about the FIRE movement a couple of years ago, actually. Um, Like 2017, I had started hearing, you know, names like Mr. Money Mustache. And so I knew of the movement, but it didn't really resonate with me in the sense that I wasn't. I didn't feel like I could be part of the community because I didn't see people who sounded like me, who looked like me, who came from, you know, an urban environment, first gen Latina who were talking about fire. So I was like, well, maybe this is just for like white dudes who are software engineers in Silicon Valley, because that's honestly what the conversation felt like. So it wasn't until I found uh, Jamila Soufrant that I was like, wait a minute, there's also women of color talking about this. Like we can actually also do this too. And so as I continued down the rabbit hole that is the financial independence movement, I was desperately seeking voices from Latinas, just I guess for that reaffirmation that like, yes, we can also do this. And unfortunately, I couldn't find it. Right. So after a while of just like kind of spinning my wheels and being like, where's this content? Like this has to exist. I realized maybe it just doesn't. And maybe this just means like this is up to you to start a conversation around this, you know, and that sounds like insane because (laughs) it's just like, well, who the hell are you to be talking about this stuff? But I think we also have to take a look at just, we all have really unique, powerful stories that can resonate with people if we just allow ourselves to start talking about them. And so one day I was in the shower listening to the song Dinero by Cardi B and J-Lo. And I heard the hook that says, yo quiero, yo quiero dinero, which translates to I want money. And I think it was like universal, spiritual, divine intervention, whatever you believe in. But the idea was planted in my head right then and there. So I ran out the shower. I went and did a quick Google search. I'm like, does this exist? No, it didn't. So I snatched up all the social media handles. I got the, I downloaded the Anchor app and I started recording the podcast literally like in my closet and just talking about, you know, the fact that I didn't learn about money growing up. 
I found out very quickly as people started tuning in, like, hey, guess what? Nobody learns about this stuff. Go figure. And then I started sharing my journey online about how I created a blog, how it now has become, um, you know, an additional income source and eventually allowed me to quit my job last year because it became a six figure passive income source. And people were just like blown away that, you know, a Latina is doing stuff like this, because when we think about entrepreneurship, it's still very much a white male dominated space. And so just opening up the conversation and allowing folks to not only meet me, but so many other creators who are also doing amazing things around the personal finance space. It's become an amazing community. Uh, and I think it's a very much needed space for especially Latinas to just have these unapologetic conversations around money. Yes, yes. It's so hard to visualize yourself in a position when you don't see somebody already doing it. Mm. It's so hard to say, you know what, I could possibly do this because you don't see that role model. You don't see that person doing the thing and also taking you along with them. So that's why I commend you <laughs> on taking the the download because I, I believe in downloads from yeah. the universe, <laughs> taking the download and running with it and actually doing it because this is something that you your community and all of us really need. We need to see more black, brown, you know, in these spaces. So that way the next generation can see, oh, there is someone. Oh, let me go ahead and jump in, you know, yeah. and also being encouraging to other people trying to get into the industry, because that's one thing I'm like, you know, when somebody's like, oh, Tiffany, I want to be a financial coach. I want to start. I'm like, do it, please. Yes, yeah. we need more. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's not enough. We need more. Like there's no competition. Like we need more. More people need to be doing this. So that way there can be more voices out there. Because like you said, everybody's unique, right? Absolutely. Um, so anyway, how can people find you um, when it comes to your podcast or about the business consulting? Yeah. So everything is at YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com. I have social media presence from Instagram to TikTok and everywhere in between. And so on there, you'll find digital courses, my one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching calls. I'm starting now a six-month-long business accelerator for creators who have started to make money, but are ready now to scale their businesses to full time, because I think that's what so many of us envision and dream of. And now having been able to do this two times, it's like, you know, I feel like we need those spaces where the tactical support is there, but also so much of this journey is mindset based and just believing that it's possible and then having that support to reinforce those beliefs. So that's kind of the two pronged approach that I take, you know, I'm very much like, here's the practical steps to take to actually get to this point. But also the mindset work is something that even when you've quit your job, it's still gonna be things that you got to work on. Okay, because like they say, every new level, there's a new devil. So um, yeah, at YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Awesome, awesome. And just to hit on that point, because I think that's another topic that's not talked about in our communities mm -hmm. is the mental wealth and oh, the yeah. mental well-being. Um, and I talk, I'm very open about my journey. I'm like, I struggle almost daily. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it does not change when you leave corporate. Right. I would say it's even more challenging because now you mm -hmm. don't have other people around you all the time to like, you know, be a support system. You have to be really mm -hmm. proactive about that now. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and opening this door for other Latinas um, to come in and, you know, start on this journey as well, whether it's a food blog or financial education or what have you. Um, the door is open and the world is your oyster. So get out there and let's do it. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>